Across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, you're waking up to 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Now, I noticed, I did notice when I got here this morning, I just sort of glanced on top of the microwave there and there was some form of slice. That's actually not from me. I don't know I who brought what, that ooh. in. Must be yesterday afternoon. Might be Sal. Sal's a bit of an yes. aficionado. She can cook a slice. That, she is very good. That Was it the violet crumble slice? Mm. Oh, that changed my life. Disappeared down I've this end, crying. didn't it? I've been crying ever <laughs> since it ran out. Um, look, tips for people who are ha- hopeless cooks. That's me. Yes. Um, buy an instant read digital meat thermometer is the number one tip. Oh, my God. Is that for the real? The quickest way to ruin a perfectly marbled $25 steak, cutting it into cutting into it to figure out if it's medium rare. Yes, the thermopen is $95. Oh my God! But I four steaks you later, tip. you've broken. Yeah, give me a better tip. There's not too much olive oil in the pan. <laughs> That's the tip. What people, for? people are always like, oh, you know, like measuring out their olive oil. Let me tell you, if you've for got, when you're cooking a steak, this is just oh, pretty much anything you're cooking. If you're putting oil or if you're putting butter in, let me tell you, it's not too much. People are so like, you know. And Are you saying put heaps in there? Just no, put I'm just whatever you've got like, in there, it's not too much. Yeah, pretty right, much. It's okay. not too much. It really isn't because a lot of the food isn't going to, unless you're deep frying something, it's yeah. not necessarily going to go all into the food. Some will get left in the pan, mm. but it's about cooking. And if you're going to cook something properly, you need those things in there. Mm. I think if you're, if you're, even if you're deep frying, if you're cooking it at the right temperature, it doesn't go oily. It'll form a crust on the outside of yeah. it and the oil won't get in it. And I think the mo- the other really good like life I would hack know. <laughs> is quality over quantity. Quality. Buy quality. Quality, yeah. That yeah. will make it the best. Okay, yeah. So Even that's, if you're not thing, great, right? yeah. if it's got good ingredients, it will taste good. I say that when I get the I get the paddock to plate butchery up the road here, I get their mm-hmm. bacon and it's just sensational and I go I take it down to the coast and I cook the white breakfast and she goes, Oh, this is really good and I go Exactly what you just said. Yes. It's a quality piece well, of bacon. It's not it, it's not me. I just cook this the same as what I cook anything, but if you start with really good in- see that should be the f- number one life hack. Start with this quality is, this ingredients. This is probably paid okay. for by that. I'd say as pen soon as, as, soon as I read it, thermometer. as soon as I read it, I thought, <laughs> oh no, that's an ad. <laughs> I should research these life hacks. That's why I am a crap cook. Uh, here's one: get your knives professionally sharpened. Now that's a good idea. I actually agree with that. Yes. Do you know what I was told? It by- doesn't say what who to use and who, yeah. how much they cost so i think that first one was a i was told by a chef friend because i cry when i cut onions and i know that everybody does but i yeah. like i cry like it streams do you do that do you use the swimming goggles method no i don't i just let it you all look cry really ridiculous i let it cry that. out yeah. it's probably a good thing it's probably a good thing for you cleans um, your eyes out probably he told me that I don't know, this is not, don't believe me like I'm a scientist here, people. This is anecdotal. However, he told me that if you have a blunt-ish knife, the knife will like break the cells of the onion before it actually cuts it. And the more cells that get broken, the more like fumes that come off. And that's what makes you cry. So if you have a really sharp knife that just slice, 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 it'll break less cells and you'll cry less. But you seem to be hypersensitive to it anyway, though. So Well, I mean... Everywhere I've never ever sharpened my li- a knife in my life, so you should get one of those stay sharps. I saw one up in the shops the other day, and I went, "Wow, you can still get a stay sharp." 
I don't even know That's what that is. That's an iconic knife in Australia. It comes with its own... Oh, I, when you pull like it out, it sharpens. And then you put it back in and it sharpens again. It's yeah. like the Stay Sharp was just all the stuff. You could get them in those really cool 70s colours, the olive green and the orange and when back I, in the day. When I was growing I'm up... I'm sure you've probably got one, listener. <laughs> my my mum had one of those Italian mezzaluna knives. Which oh, is like yeah, yeah, yeah. Got two handles and thing, yeah, yeah. yeah and we had a sharpener products, for that, yeah. but it wow. it was like a, I think like a proper knife sharpener that you'd find at a yeah. butcher or something, and it was kind of like dangerous. But my brother and I used God, to do yeah. it like we were playing Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder Don't how do we survived, don't you? Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Okay, well. Uh, did you watch the? What did you watch last night? Now you were you were farmer once a wife. Yes, I did. So watch that. So was it the grand final last? Oh, it was I, the I'm reveal. not going to say the grand final. That, that it was, was the reveal and the reunion. Are they still together? Well, I mean, who knows if they're still together now? But were they still together one month after? Oh, is that tonight? Is it? No, that uh, was last. Oh, night. Oh, that was last night. And were yeah. they still together? Uh, some <laughs> yes, some no. Uh, I was actually, there was a big reveal at the end and I called it. So I'm yep. pretty proud of yep. myself what for that one. Tell me what happened. Uh, Farmer Alex, who lives in Kanamala. Yeah, yeah, know him. Quite yeah. far out. He had he, the dark-haired lady. Dark, he had Henrietta, the dark-haired lady, and yep. Jess, I think it was, a blonde girl, Jess. lovely. He picked Jess at the end. And you know what? The whole time through, oh. I was like, they seem like really good friends. Like they're, 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 um, yep. they're kind of relationship between them was kind of like friendly in a mm. way not yep. romantic it was more like child friendly and then the one with Henrietta he even said in the episode prior um I'm gonna let you go because I'm scared you would break my heart and in mm. my head I was like but that's the one like the, the one, one that scares you yeah. is the one that's real oh, do you know what I mean okay. yeah. well that's what I thought anyway he sits down and he said they broke up because it wasn't really romantic. And he's like, but I'm not single. And next minute, these legs come down the stairway and you're like, who is it? And then it's gorgeous, tall Henrietta. Wow. There you go. So they're still together? They were still together According a month to later? The, yeah. Yeah. And were they the only one? Uh, no, there was also Farmer Neil um, and Justine, I think it is. They're mm. still together. What about um, the bloke with a little scrubby beard? Who got H- upset? Harry. He got upset. Yeah, with the sisters. He had sisters. Yes, yes. I think that's Farmer Harry. Yep. Who my flatmate? If he's out there and he's listening, she is she's, keen she's all as over a bean. It. Okay. Yeah. Um, there you go. He is not with his lady Stacy anymore. Oh. However, she was in Tamworth on the weekend, so we were thinking that maybe they were still together. What you just saw her down the street? Yeah, like. she was at the Tamworth Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> There was a couple of oh, ladies yeah, there checking together. Checking out a few farmers there, maybe. And I think they were just having like, like a girl a random, reunion. A random farmer. They were having a girl reunion, I think. They were all right. You just didn't get the right one. There might be a couple at the Hotel Tamworth, I reckon. <laughs> Is that what? Oh, well, that's good. Well, you better tell me what's happening in the news this morning. In the news. Well, there was a car fire last night in Tamworth, but let me just put it out there straight away. It was accidental and it was started at a car yard. So there's been a few things flying around on Facebook, but it what, was an accident. What? How do you accidentally... So some of the people working there were using an angle grinder and some oh, sparks flew okay. off into yep. a car wreck, it caught a light and it set off a few other cars and the lovely fire crews at South Tamworth went and they got it under control before it hit the tyre rack, which wow. was 
very good work. I'll tell you what happened to me one day. This is a true story. I was working at a telecommunications company in Chatswood and they were, we were on level 17 and I was talking to HR, probably in trouble or something. I don't know. What did There's you a, do, I'll always do something. Uh, <laughs> probably said the wrong thing to someone. Yeah, I know. Stereotyped them, me, probably. Me. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so, so we're... we're um, Sitting in this office, just talking, and I, I, it doesn't strike me that I was in trouble, but um, the but it's not promotion. The, but who it's, knows? Beyond, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Let me tell you. And uh, there's a car park down down next door, uh, over on the next block. It was just a one level, you know, bitumen car park. And there's a car on fire. Oh, the, oh my God! What did you do? And we well, it was a big office, you know, and it's like the car parks down there, and the, and people went. Oh, look at this car's on fire. And we, we went out of the office and had a look at it. And she goes, I think that's my car. Oh, my God, no. And it turned out it wasn't her car, but her car was parked next to it. And her car was destroyed <gasps> as well. Oh, that's horrible. I know. Anyway, I never did get that promotion. <laughs> so I guess she was a bit off it after that, <laughs> hey? <laughs> I can't remember much context of what happened except this poor girl was like, well, the main part. I think that's my car. So we went down, and and uh, sure enough, it was her car that was next to it. All the windows were blown in, like the heat would, oh had gosh. blown all the windows in and destroyed the interior of the car and everything. And the, uh, the other car was totaled. It was just there was no rhyme or reason why that car was on fire. It was just. I wonder fire how many people in the office building saw it and thought, ah, someone's already called the. Fire brigade. Yeah, I know, and and I happen to be with the one who was like, <laughs> I was like how lucky was that? You were like, I <laughs> wasn't <want> me. <laughs> you're supposed to be consoling me because I'm in trouble, yeah, and now that's I'm consoling right. yeah. you because your car is destroyed. What was that all about? I can't. I can't remember what it was. I like. think I the main it was the HR part. Lady. I think it was a good. It might have been just a salary review or something like that. Probably just um, a general. Yeah, yeah. You know, remember when we used to get them? You don't get them anymore. <laughs> anything else in the news quickly um that's kind of it uh a lovely man sean o'connor is retiring from his on-duty services with the paramedics today he works here in tamworth 40 years he's been with the service what a man you'll hear from him he's got some good advice for longevity in your career yeah good that's exactly what i needed at the time well listen up in the news peter it's coming up i will all right thanks for coming in tony as always you're sparkling Get your day underway with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley on Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. Tips for hopeless cooks, <laughs> which I am. So I'm kind of looking at going, oh, I don't know whether I should whether I should do this one. Uh, it was suggested to me by someone because we're in lockdown and, you know, you don't want to be going to the shops too often. Chuck out most of your spices. They're probably all past their use-by date. Mine certainly are. Uh, spices actually don't last that long. That's the thing with spices. Um, let's have a look here. Buy very small quantities of spice, the smallest one you can. That's the number one tip for spices. Say, you, you know, your ground ginger and your cumin and all that. Stuff. In fact, throw your cumin out anyway because I don't even know what that is. But your smoked paprika and all that sort of stuff. Uh, buy as often as possible in the smallest possible quantities is the best tip you can get for spices. And as, as I've said on this very program before, I hate when they get on that. Hate's a strong word, isn't it? I, I don't like when they get on the show. <laughs> they do it in the news every day, the prime news every day. They 
get the coals out there, and they go, here's where you go to the tent, and just get all your spices out, do this, that, and get get some, you know, flat parsley and all that. Well, I don't have any of that. What can I do with this tea bone? <laughs> Pan and cook it. Don't use too much olive oil or whatever Tony said there before. Buy as often as possible in the smallest possible quantities when you're looking at spices. That way you've got a good chance of using up your spices before they lose their oomph because they do go off. They don't go off in terms of, you know, past the years by date, it'll kill you. They just lose their flavour, spices. So if you've got a nice, fresh, you know, ground ginger or something, um, it'll taste delicious in your food. But if you leave it for a month or so, it'll gradually just lose its oomph, lose its flavour, and you may as well be just putting some brown powder on your, <laughs> on your dinner. Uh, here's a simple one. Make sure your work area is well lit. I'm a really... <laughs> <laughs> really bad one at this. Look at the forty watt light bulb in uh, in your oven hood. It isn't going to cut it. Get a cheap clamp light from a hardware store so you can see what you're actually doing. On it. I reckon that's a pretty good thing. I've got a really the mustard hut, of course, isn't well stocked with anything really. But I tell you what, a good light bulb can can save you well save you chopping your finger off for a start, like I almost did the other week. Uh, write in your cookbooks. Here's another one. Soup could have been could have used more tomato. Chicken needed ten more minutes in the oven. Make a note of it in your cookbook. If you're going to, if you follow a recipe and it doesn't quite come out, if it wasn't quite cooked enough or it just needed a little bit more oomph, write it down. So next time you cook that, see it's all, it's all about continuous improvement. That's what my wife says to me, and not about cooking. Tuesday life hacks: master the quick pickle. Whisk a little salt and sugar into some white vinegar, pour thinly over some sliced raw vegetables, wait 20 minutes, and there's your little pickle. You always see them doing it on the MasterChef and all that, don't you? But you never make it. You never do one. But they all go, oh, I love the little crunch element that pickle brings. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, it goes crunching. Add a crunch element with your quick pickle. They've got the new one on from starting this week, I think. Plate of origin! Plate of origin. <laughs> There's always a cooking show or a renovation show on, is there? You always have your cooking show and you've got your reveals. Ooh, look out, this week we've got reveals on the building show. Tamworth Zone, 1287, 2TM. And 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Well, I see the Brisbane Broncos are bumbling from one disaster to the next, aren't they? Uh, they can't get rid of Anthony Seabold at the moment, the... Uh, part owner of the Broncos, Phil Murphy, has described Seabold as a cancer uh, on the club and they need to cut it out as quickly as possible. They've offered him a million bucks uh, to walk away, uh, but he's, he's entitled to $3 million uh, if, he's, if they pay his contract out. So I think the smart play for Seabold, because he's not going to get another job, as I said on this very show the other day, he's not going to get another job anywhere. Then No one's going to pick him up after this disaster. And... Why would he take less than his full contract? If they want to sack him, sack him. That's what I'd be saying. If you want to sack me, sack me. I'm not going to agree to anything less than what I'm owed because you know what? This is like my superannuation now. I'm not going to to get a start somewhere else. Uh, Certainly not in the rugby league here. Of course, uh, there was all that stuff going around on social media about him as well, which was just a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, Whether it was true or not, I don't know. But uh, if it was true, it was terrible. If it wasn't want true, maybe it's a little bit more terrible. Uh, of course, Tavita Pangai Jr. is now saying that he's going to front the NRL Integrity Commission and spill the beans on the Broncos for uh, third-party agreements 
which have always been a bit of a grey area with the NRL. Of course, you've got your salary cap limitations there, but um, players' salaries can be topped up via third-party agreements, which are outside the salary cap and, frankly, a bit of a grey area in the whole thing. And if you're in a place like Brisbane where there is only one team in the town, uh, you get a big advantage over uh, over other clubs with these third-party agreements. I think the Roosters are pretty much right up, right in for the third-party agreements as well. If we looked at those uh, top 100 players' salaries a few weeks ago that came out in, in one of the rugby league tomes, uh, none of the Roosters appeared in, of course, but they'd all be having third-party agreements, which tops them up. But the smaller clubs, like the West Tigers, uh, even your Canberra Raiders, places like that where there's not so much economic prosperity sitting behind the club, uh, they can offer them, you know, for example, Pangai Jr., when he went to Brisbane, he got offered 800000 from the Warriors, the Tamworth Warriors, to go there. But he said no and took six hundred and fifty from Brisbane, which now, it turns out, was being topped up significantly by an unregistered third-party agreement. So he's prepared now, since the Broncos are trying to get rid of him, uh, he's prepared now to front up to the the NRL Integrity Commission, which I think he's going to do today. So let me tell you, tough times for the Broncos. Of course, they're sitting equal last. They're only one Bulldogs win away from taking the spoon. and The dogs seem to get close every week. Wake up and face the day with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. Meanwhile, over in China, as I was about to tell you, residents of Xinjiang uh, have been under one of the strictest coronavirus lockdowns anywhere in the world and they showed their frustration in a citywide scream on Monday. They all all got the nominated time and they all screamed... I suppose it's a way to get out of it. And it beats the art. Because you're sitting there trying to be calm with the Tai Chi and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's like, serenity now! <laughs> and he goes, you know what? This Tai Chi isn't working because we're really frustrated. It's just making it worse. Uh, a video of the city of Urumqui is capturing attention because of the sheer upset in the countless voices who want to be heard. Uh, China's Xinjiang region has been under a formal lockdown for over a month now. And let me tell you, when you're in lockdown in China, that's a lockdown. That's none of your Melbourne lockdown where you can still go shopping and, you know, go for a run around the block. No, 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 no. They seal you in. (laughs) Uh, And it appears to have worked. The lockdown started at the end of July when Xinjiang faced growing numbers. Uh, They were forced to take shelter inside their homes to stop the spread. Uh, No new cases have reported in over a week because, you know, they probably shoot you when you go outside. Uh, Because of the clear progress, it seems the homebound residents are ready for change. The scream sounds like, you can look this up online, Xinjiang scream. Uh, The scream sounds like footage from a concert. Passionate voices yelling in unison, but there's an obvious upset about it in the air as well. Uh, It's an incredible thing, and it probably they all feel a little bit better about themselves now, I reckon. I think I would. Ah! Right across Tamworth and the Northwest Slopes and Plains, this is 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. Let's go to the States now, see what's going on over there in the good old US of Able, Texas. Now, here's a wedding. Here's a tough wedding. <laughs> I kid you not, this is true. They're all true, by the way, these stories we do from the USA. A Texas groom was shot in the chest at his own wedding, and even his new bride is refusing to talk. <laughs> to the cops. Uh, 
according to officials. Officers believe the groom, who has not been identified, was blasted after a fight with one of his wedding guests at the celebration in suburban Houston last Thursday night. Uh, This is according to the Houston Chronicle, a very reputable tome over there. Uh, Both the shooter and the injured groom fled the scene. God ran off from his own wedding. Uh, but the newly married man was found bleeding at a house across the street. He was airlifted to a local hospital in critical condition, um, which was sh- which was shared by uh, Harris County Sheriff's captain. He was later upgraded to a stable condition and he's expected to survive with no real ongoing problems. Uh, witnesses on the scene thus far have been uncooperative, said Captain John Shannon, confirming that that included the bride as well. <laughs> you, you've only been married five minutes. You've got this between you now already. Uh, people at the house have been detained until we can get their witness statements. The bride has been seen running into the street screaming, where is he? I need to find him after the shooting. A neighbour said, everyone's going to be all right, but uh, they ain't talking.